0: Hello, this is Pastor Kenny, and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan Podcast. If you would like more information about what we are all about, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org. Enjoy! We continue in 1 John 3. 1 John 3, 18 is how we concluded last week. And we read, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but but with actions and in truth. And if you research that a little bit, it is not either or. It's not, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. And the original is, let us love with words and speech and also proving through our actions, and in truth, and that's why I would say it's better to preach what you are practicing. Preach what you are practicing, not to practice what you are preaching, because sometimes well, we need to live with integrity and have that character, but with actions and in truth. How are we displaying God's love to others? How are we displaying God's love to each other as a family of God, the body of Christ? How are we encouraging one another? Not by saying, oh, I feel so bad because so-and-so won, or I feel so good because I'm celebrating in victory with you. The Bible is very clear, rejoice with those that rejoice and mourn with those that mourn. But this goes well beyond that. This is how can we live in such a way that we know that we are not alone? In 1 John 14, 6, this uh, word truth that we find in 1 John three eighteen, it's the same where Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. 1 John three eighteen. let us love with actions and in truth. Same word that Jesus answered and said that he is the truth. So let's love as Jesus lived as the truth as the truth. First John 3.19, we find these words. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in His presence. This is how we know. This is how we set our hearts at rest. And I just found this to be a phenomenal phrase. I found this to be something that I should research. I did research. I looked at the uh, easy Greek study Bible. You can certainly grab one yourself. Purchase one. And you can do a study on some of the words in the Bible because most of us are aware that the Bible was not written in English. The Bible was not written in King James. The Bible wasn't written in how we want it to sound, but it was Greek, Hebrew, Aramaic. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence the greek word i won't try to pronounce it cuz i don't know how to pronounce it but that set our hearts at rest it means to convince persuade to trust in have confidence in to be persuaded first john 3:19 this is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. Is your heart at rest? Do you feel at peace? Do you know the hope of Jesus? Do you understand that the turmoil outside of our walls, the the battle that goes on in our minds for truth, that we can set our hearts at rest so that we can be at peace with Jesus, that we can be convinced, persuaded, that we can trust in, have confidence in the truth of Jesus? How we do that is to remain, to find rest in His presence, to convince ourselves, not by uh, putting mind over matter, but to realize, to be persuaded by the fact that Jesus is Love and that God cares for us, and that He has planned for us to be alive on this very day, this November 8th, 2020. We are convinced that God wanted this to happen in the way that it did, so we would be alive, so that our hearts would be set at rest, so that we could display Him to others. 1 John 3 21. 22. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how he set our hearts at rest in his presence. If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. God knows everything. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his commands and do what pleases him. This verse should bring great joy, but it does bring such questioning. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from Him anything we ask. What does that mean, anything we ask? I used to think that if I asked God to be rich, He would make me rich. If, God, if I asked God to let me win a basketball game, then we'd win a basketball game. If I prayed and asked God, but I was reminded that it's um, after Super Bowl Not the champion that gets interviewed and gives God the credit. That's great. That's terrific. That's admirable, admirable, but it's the Christian in the locker room of the team that just lost, that still gives God credit and thanks him for the opportunity and understand that that God's in control and he's still the savior no matter what. So I was doing a little bit of research. It came easy because it's kind of based on a life verse of mine, actually, my favorite Old Testament verse. That we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask. Well, what does that mean? Well, I went to Psalm thirty-seven four, four 4 through 6. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Before, I would stop right there. Like I mentioned, it's like, oh, God, I want to win this basketball game. Oh, God, I want to make this team. Oh, Jesus, help me to get a a passing grade on this test. But as we take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart, you begin to realize the desire of your heart is to delight in the Lord. And as you delight in the Lord, that's the desire of your heart. And the desire of your heart is to delight in the Lord. And it becomes that is all you're consumed with, is to delight in the Lord. And that's your desire. And as you delight in Him, you see His goodness. You understand that He is praiseworthy, He is trustworthy, that He is faithful. And then verse 5, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in Him and He will do this. He will do what? Verse 6, we read, He will make your righteousness he will make your righteous reward shine like the dawn, your vindication like the noonday sun. That God will turn our efforts, our obedience, our not works, but because they are born out of the truth of who Jesus is. That's why we do what we do. It's not, oh, I need to do good to receive good from God. No, we do good because we've already received the forgiveness in the hope of Jesus. We act in such a way that compels people to God's love because we've been changed through the experience of who Jesus is. That's the vindication. And it seemed ironic. It seemed Happen stance or happen chance, whatever the word is. But originally I typed in Psalm 30, uh, 27, four through five instead of Psalm 37. But then when I read it, it's like maybe God wants me to read this as well. So this is Psalm 27, four through five. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek Him in His temple. For in the day of trouble, He will keep me safe in His dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of His sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. 2020. Coming to a close, but still so much uncertainty. Still, so much pain that's been caused by this pandemic, caused by sin, caused by people's selfishness, by people choosing to live in such a way that is not for God but for themselves. We get safe for in the day of trouble. He, God, will keep me safe in his dwelling. He will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. We can claim that promise. We can be like David and say, Jesus, this is what I desire. And we can know that God loves us so much that he is surrounding us with his arms of love. That whatever you go through, whether you got fired You found out that your spouse had an affair. You've gone through a difficult time. You had this prognosis, this decision that somebody made that is hurting, cutting, that is just waking you up in the middle of the night. You could say, Jesus, I choose to hide myself in you because you have set me up, that I know that whatever my heart desires, I desire more than anything to be hidden in your truth, to be found in your strength, to know your peace. So when the world around me is going crazy, I know, Jesus, that I'm safe with you. I'm safe with you. 1 John 3, 21 through 23, Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from Him anything we ask because we keep His commands and do what pleases Him. And this is His command to believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as He commanded us. Let me read that once more, and I encourage you to read 1 John chapter 3 every day this week. Every day this week, I believe God's just going to bring something out new and alive in you. Or You could go back to the podcast where uh, Pastor Kenny read 1 John 3 and just listen to him read it. Or go to the YouVersion Bible app or a different Bible app and just listen to 1 John chapter 3. 1 John 3, 21 through 23. Let me read it once more. Dear friends, if our hearts do not condemn us, We have confidence before God and receive from Him anything we ask because we keep His commands and do what pleases Him. And this is His command, to believe in the name of His Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as He commanded us. To love one another as He commanded us. Can we say that whatever decision you've made, your boss is made, your employees made, your neighbors made, your spouse's made, your child's made, your that we can say that we believe in not just the name, but the person of God's Son Jesus. And we choose because He's called us, He's told us, we're choosing to obey His command that we love. One another. And what does that mean to love one another? We choose to intercede on their behalf. We choose to intervene on their behalf. We choose to take them before their advocate, the mediator, Jesus. We choose to pray for them and declare, God, just use this situation that, God, you would just have your Holy Spirit move in such a way that the presence of your son, Jesus, is not just felt as in feeling, but known through experience. Genosco. we've talked about that so much through the books of Peter and the letters of uh, uh, first John that they would know the truth of Jesus that we would love one another as he commanded us Matthew 5:43 through 44 it says you have heard that it was said love your neighbor and hate your enemy but i tell you love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you pray for those who persecute you. So you might feel in a desperate situation, but we can know that God is for us, and we can know that we are simply obeying what God has told us to do, that we can love as Jesus has told us to love. As we finish, finish 1 John chapter 3, verse 24, we find these words, the one who keeps God's commands lives in him and he in them. And this is how we know what he lives and this is how we know uh we and this is how we know that he lives in us we know it by the spirit he gave us we know it by the spirit that he gave us those who obey his commands live in him what is God's command Matthew 22 37 Jesus said this is the greatest commandment to love the lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So 1 John 3, 24. It says, those who obey his commands live in him. What is his command? Well, Matthew 22, 37 through 39. Yes, we're repeating it again. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. With all of your soul and with all of your mind, this is the first and greatest commandment. To love God is to place your faith, your hope, your trust in Him. To know, to believe, to walk by faith, in understanding that He has a plan for our lives, and we can love, we can live, we can celebrate, we can have victory, we can know that my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. As we finish up 1 John chapter 3, again, I encourage you to read that chapter um, each day this week. I encourage you to know that God is uh, for you, that He loves you, that He has a plan for you. And as we conclude, we just say, make time to reach out to those within our congregation, to those within your neighborhood, to those within your family to say that I'm praying for you. I don't know your need, but I just want to you to know that I'm asking God to bless you, to bless you with conviction, to bless you with that change in your life that will bring growth and maturity into your being, that you can know the satisfaction, the peace, the healing that God is in control and that we start to pray with and for each other. I'd also ask that you would pray with me, and if you have suggestions, you can certainly flood my inbox with ideas on where we might be able to gather in person, that we might be able to rent or lease or find space, but we come with pause or caution with this spike in COVID that we want to be responsible adults, And as responsible adults, we want to be responsible Christians that we don't uh, have an outbreak because we wanted to do something that God didn't have for us, but we just wanted to go back to normal so quickly that we find ourselves in trouble. We are just praying, and as a leadership team, we're asking you to pray with us and for us for wisdom and opportunity that we might uh, join God in what He is doing and what He would have for us. But I just want to encourage you, during this time that we love your neighbor as yourself, as we enter the holiday season with Thanksgiving just around the corner, with Christmas uh, coming up, and we celebrate the meaning of Jesus, but also understand that there is a winter here in Vermont. That there's a need. So whether it's giving to the hygiene pantry or finding other opportunities for us to share God's love in a practical way, then then please help as as you can. Philippians 1:27 through 29, above all, you must live as citizens of heaven, conducting yourselves in a manner worthy of the good news about Christ. Then whether I come and see you again or only hear about you, this is Paul writing to the church in Philippi, I will know that you are standing together with one spirit and one purpose, fighting together for the faith, which is the good news, the gospel. Don't be intimidated in any way by your enemies. This will be a sign to them that they are going to be destroyed, but that you are going to be saved even by God himself. We have this hope in Jesus that though the world give way, we know that we are secure and the truth and hope of Jesus. And if for some reason you do not know that truth of Jesus, you can know that his salvation is for you. For you have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. So as this world doesn't make sense In your salvation, you can know that we are suffering for a purpose, and that's because Jesus has said, carry his cross. Know that his way is narrow, but his way is perfect. And we have been given not only the privilege of trusting in Christ, but also the privilege of suffering for him. So 2020, it certainly feels like we have been suffering. It feels like life has not dealt us a fair hand, we can know that we have the peace of Jesus, that God is for us, and salvation is not just for us, but for us to share. So as you in, abide in Christ, as you remain as in Him, as you know His love and His peace, know that He wants to move us forward so that we can share Him with others. Let's take the time and make the time to take full advantage of his presence and his power, his forgiveness for our sins, but also to share that hope with one another. Jesus, we thank you that you care so deeply for us. God, we thank you that your word is alive and true, and though it does not make sense, we find peace in knowing that you are trustworthy. And God, as we study your word, as you speak to us, as we read and reread, as we listen and learn from your scripture, we can know the meaning that you have for us. And that we wouldn't balk at your conviction, but we would embrace it because you. we know that you are taking us to a place closer, deeper within yourself. So may our identity be found in you. May when we look at the mirror, we see how you have forgiven us and how you've created us to make you known to others and that we would take that step of faith, that we would believe and we would speak of your truth. We thank you, Jesus. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen simply means, let it be done. So Jesus, today we say, let it be done. Your truth be known in us and shown through us to compel others to your salvation. We say thank you, Living Hope Wesleyan Church on YouTube, Living Hope Wesleyan on the Google Podcast channel or Apple iTunes, just like and share. And ask God who we might have you invite to know his love, his forgiveness, his healing, and his freedom this week. With that amount, thank you so much for your prayers and your support. Thank you so much for knowing that we are part of his body, the family of God. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to subscribe to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. Uh, You can also see the live versions of these sermons on the Living Hope Wesleyan Church YouTube channel, as well as any more information that you'd be interested in at hopeforvermont.org. Thank you so much for listening.